This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, uh, Mike Tomlin held his uh, season-ending press conference uh, earlier this afternoon. We will not hear from the Steelers head coach, uh, barring something unforeseen, mm-hmm. uh, until uh, the draft, t- run, draft time again. Right draft yeah. is um, and we'll see. Uh, typically, it's actually the owners' meetings. Right. Uh, you know, or what they call the NFL spring meetings, but we don't know if those are going to take place. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were canceled. Or be media involved in any way. Right, they were canceled right. last year. Uh, they didn't want to bring all the, the. Uh, that was right when everything was, was starting to happen. Right before shutdown, because mm, it was right okay. after. That's right after the combine. Right, and I said we did like the three weeks after that is the NFL, are the NFL spring meetings. So I was all ready to go to the NFL spring meetings last year. They were supposed to be at uh, in, somewhere nice in Florida. Yeah, uh, at the Breakers, and um, well, that got canceled. That got canceled. Yeah, and ever since. Ever since, yes. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> the Combine was the last big event for big the event. NFL. Hopefully we get to go back this year, but who, who's to say? But I guess things are trending kind of in the right direction. Um, I, mean, I suppose. So, I suppose, slowly. Yeah. Um, but what do you have to say? Uh, you know, uh, he was asked a lot about, obviously, you know, things that went wrong, things that, um, you know, what can we expect changes, those kind of things. And quite frankly, um you're not going to have those answers, you know, two days after or right. three days after you, you, you know, played Sunday night. He hasn't met with the team yet, really. They had a virtual meeting yesterday, but okay. hasn't started having the sit-down meetings with players. Those will start to happen uh, here over the next couple of days and run into Friday. And you uh, said the facility was closed yesterday. Yeah, the facility was closed yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, if we would have been sitting in a in a regular setting, um, you know, I may have asked a follow-up question: well, are, are those meetings going to take place? Face to face this year, or are they? Yeah, right, right. You know, are they virtual meetings with each guy individually? How's that going to work? You know, I don't know how the Steelers do. Maybe you do, but usually, uh, most teams will sit down with uh, each player. Yeah, that's know? what that's you what know? he does. You know, and he has a very frank conversation yeah, with each of those guys. Yeah, on the table, and even the free agent guys. Hey, we'd like to get, have you back. Maybe we can make that work out. Maybe we can't because of cap situation. Mm-hmm. But you know, keep the keep the door open. Or maybe with some of the veteran guys. That's when you have the conversation, like. You know, your play started to slip this year, and maybe sure. we, you know, we we might be looking to uh, move on from you or something like that. That's when those conversations take place. Right, right, and uh, it's obviously a very important piece of the process too. I mean, um, having that communication over you know, out there, yeah. uh, airing all grievances, yeah, you know, in, in a way. And maybe know. hey, we'd like you to you know drop fifteen pounds before you come back next year. Mm-hmm. We'd like you to gain fifteen pounds before you come back. That next knee year. really worries me. It's yeah. been lingering forever. Or, you know, I mean, all those type of things. Or boy, you came a long way. It's not all bad. You know? right. right, right, right. So yeah, I mean, I assume they will be happening. I mean, I guess you could do it over Zoom nowadays, but I suppose, but it's, it's not, not the same. The same. It's yeah. Not the same. All right. Uh, and then they'll have uh, Mike Tomlin will have similar meetings with the coaching staff. You know. Sure. Sure. Uh, so those sense. will take place next week, and that's when you you know if you're going to replace anybody, mm-hmm. that news would be then. Right, and you let them go that day. You know, yeah. you sit down with them. You know, we're moving on. Um, so we really don't have any more inclinations as to if there will be more changes or 
retirements or coaching changes? Well, there will be changes. He's, well, we know that. He yeah, said yeah. that there will be changes that, you know, essentially said that, you know, to keep the status quo when things didn't work this year would be, you know. Foolish. Foolish, yeah. and they're not going to do that. They're going to work to continue to try to win a Super Bowl. That's their goal. Of course. That's right, always the right, goal, right. and that will remain the goal. Uh, so people wanting them to – "Quote unquote, blow this thing up and and you know go two and fourteen. That's not going to no, happen. That's, not, that's happen. not what the Steelers do. No, no, nor should they. And I'm not sure that's even a, a good recipe in this league to begin with. You know, I mean, you, you look at the Browns and they're starting to pay off. But how long ago did they Sashi Brown it up? I yeah, mean, that's been a long. The Lions years. have blown things up too. Right in the past. Right, right, right. How's, what's that gotten them? Miami did recently. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of them actually. Jackson. The Jets have blown things up and and restarted. And again, just because you blow it up doesn't mean you're going to necessarily. Well, you know, three years from now we're going to be good. Right, right, right. Uh, and know. then you got to learn how to win too, and you know, build leadership and all those type of things. Well, that's too, the thing you know? because if you quote unquote blow this thing up, how do you then go to T.J. Watt and say, Hey, T.J. Uh, we're going to stink for the next two or three years. Sure. But we'd like you to sign a long-term contract. Right, right. <laughs> and Minka and Bush. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, it's different with the, I guess, the Haywards and the, the Castros and Haydens, where maybe you would trade them if you were blowing it up or whatever. You know, they wouldn't be part of the future or you know, part of the past the blow-up part. But, man, I mean, they have such a good thing going both of our whole lifetimes of – Aaron Smith hands it down to Cam Hayward, and you know you'd they lose, have you'd a lose process. Kind of stuff, yeah, they know? they have a process. They'll stick to the process. They're not going to suddenly step outside of character. Right. Uh, and like people are saying, well, you know, they need to create a bunch of cap space this year. And for what? The Steelers are not going to dive into the free agent market like crazy. It's just not going no. to happen. They have a, all kinds of. They got a lot of cap space in 2022. They could really load up and and, and you know jump in. No, they're not going to do that. Two years from now, they're not going to do that. They're going to bad business. They're going to re-sign Watt. They're going to re-sign Minka. They're right, going right, to right. get you know. And that's what they're going to do. Maybe it'll be Deontay's turn and yeah, you know, the guys that next year's first round pick and all those type of things. They're just not going to go out and spend you know sixty million dollars in free agency on two guys or something like that. That's not the way they they work. No, I was actually thinking about the Colts today because they've been near the league lead in uh, or uh, you know the most cap space going right. but they don't really believe in doing that either yeah like, they don't spend they it. just keep rolling it over like yeah. okay they trade for DeForest Buckner they give him big money they knew who he was right you know he was a kind of a cost control move you give a pick but they're not going to go sign Allen Robinson and you know no. the top five guys and overpay them all either I mean no. they're a smart organization just like the Steelers yeah they re they overpaid for uh, uh the uh Panthers receiver Two years ago. Panthers receiver. Uh, the, the kid from Michigan. Why don't I know that off the top of my head? Last year. Oh, Funches. Funches. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Right. You, you gave $11 million to Funches last year. Right. And you then, see how that works out. That's not their Yeah. I exactly. mean, typically when you spend that kind of money on a free you're, – you're, you're, A, you're overpaying. Almost always. You're, you're taking on somebody else's – a guy who was a problem with somebody else. A guy who has example, medical yeah. issues or something happened there that mm -hmm. the team didn't feel he was worth that kind of money, and, and they let him go. competing with another team yeah. and driving it up, you know? Yeah. An auction type of thing. I mean, that's, that's kind of, to me, that's kind of the situation, for example, with Juju Smith-Schuster. Right. He's going to get a big contract somewhere. We saw this year – he didn't practice Wednesday all year long – because yeah. of a knee issue. Yeah, okay. Is that something that's – the Steelers know more about that knee issue than anybody else. Oh, by far. I yeah. mean, even the best doctors that get their hands on it will be like, okay. But they don't know day-to-day -day how he deals with right. it or, you know, how, what 
and what he needs to get him to the, the, the starting line, you know, for game yeah. day and those type of things, all the management of it all. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the issues with Mark Barron last year was that, you know, because he had some some stuff that was going on with his body, he wasn't able to practice every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not ideal for the guy that you, you brought in to help be your play caller. Uh-uh. And he's he's new no, to the absolutely. system, and he can't practice any Wednesdays. <laughs> right, it's one thing People for think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, one you know, thing like, for Marquise Pouncey to do to take Wednesdays off because of his bodily situation. He's been here for ten years. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger, those guys. Yeah, another thing for a new guy to come in and say, "Hey, I can't practice Wednesdays. I need to maintain my body." Like, and you're not that great a player anyway. It might right. be different if you were the best linebacker in the league; we'd get away with it. You yeah, know? but if you're Keekly at his prime, but yeah, a lot of those type of things make coaches crazy because it just. Then you got to spend extra time doing the job you're going to pay him to do, and you know and he's eating cap space. So yeah, I mean, there's a reason people let guys go. To your point, you know, medical. Or, Typically, you're you know, over. Really you know, like you're around that guy. I, I don't <laughs> want I, I don't think he's worth that much money. Juju. Yeah, I mean, just in general. Right, you know, right, right. No, I do too. We're not gonna we're not gonna pay that kind of money for that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, right, right. You especially know, the success you've had at that position. And every year, there's more and more great receivers yeah. coming out. There's a lot to pick I, from. Like I saw a thing yesterday where uh, they were talking about. Uh, there was a, an article talking about the wide receiver market, and there's a bunch of wide receivers who are going to be available this yeah. year. Yeah, and there's Godwin and Allen. Yeah, and they're saying, well, you know, the wide receiver market is recession proof. Is it? I don't know. That's interesting. I, I wish I read it because I was shocked. Was it two years ago? Maybe it's even three now. Allen Robinson and Sammy Watkins made so much Ridiculous money. Ridiculous money. Yeah. Sammy Watkins got $19 million a year. And he couldn't stay healthy then. You yeah. Know, like, $19 million a year. Right. And he he still was getting was, paid Antonio Brown money at that time. And he was the 40th best receiver in the league. Right. You know? And I wonder when these guys hit. I mean, some of them might end up getting franchised. With the wealth of what's coming out, I, I'd have a hard time paying big money to a receiver now. That's the thing. I right. mean, you know, if you're the Steelers and you've had success year after year drafting these guys, they mm-hmm. don't all have to be stars, but they're all no. NFL players. Right. I mean, if they're all Washington or better and they're a, a day two pick and that's all it costs you and you can still have a cheap wide receiver room, that's great. Yeah, because you know? it's, you know, to get into that, to dip into that pool, uh, you know, where the average, where an average, you know, player, an average starter, is fifteen million plus? Right. That's not good. That's not a good place starter. to be. No, you're hundred percent right. Where I don't think they'll be able to afford either. But someone like a Bud Dupree, okay. that's different. He's, yeah. It's a lot different. They don't have. There's not because I can find guys to catch the football. There's not twenty good receivers that enter the league every year. Yeah. There are twenty good edge rushers. Right. In the league but to find year. to find right. a guy that can get the quarterback on the ground ten plus times. Right. season is different. And wreak havoc against... You know, you look at this year's... Now, there were like eight guys in the league who had double-digit sacks this year. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and you got a couple of them. Yeah. You know, right. So, I mean, whoever pays him, I think, will be happy with their investment. It's a better investment. Certainly, if you had to pay one or the other, it would be Bud. That's why, t- to me, and, and this is a, a conversation for, for farther on down the line, and maybe we'll ask Bob Labriola about this when we have him on in the next segment... If I'm the Steelers, my priority going into this offseason is to see if I can make that work with Bud. Yeah. I mean, not at the expense of losing everything else. Right. You know, like but if I can figure out a way to, to finagle that, to make that work and mm-hmm. keep him 
as well as TJ? Because you don't have to do anything with TJ right now. No, that has to. That could be put on the back. That can that could happen. You, you could, could just, franchise it. You're going to franchise him. Well, yeah, and, and he's he's making a like twelve million this year as mm-hmm. part of his rookie deal, anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, I mean, he's not going to be dissatisfied making twelve million dollars this year. <laughs> no, I mean, he's on his rookie deal. He's a first yeah. round pick. I mean, he's got a good. And line he there. and he's going to know that hey, they're going to take care of me. You know, they could. It, it, you go to TJ and you say, hey, look, here's the deal. We want to bring Bud back. Mm-hmm. We know you and Butter friend. You know you you guys are close. And they help each other's. Cars. You guys help each other out. Um, if we can get Bud done, and that means that we put you on the back burner till after the 2021 season, you okay with that? And I'm pretty sure TJ. Yeah. In the meantime, he's putting a lot of money in his in his wallet and yeah, you know, and doing well. And you get your guy back and rotate high and and you tell him, hey. You probably have to play fewer snaps because Highsmith's going to rotate. Yeah, in we, you know, we, and, you know, we, we, we found out about Highsmith like, here. We right. got somebody we can rotate in with you guys. Now we got a three-man rotation that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, we'll, you know, we'll a, you'll have a little less wear and tear, or a little more, a little less wear and tear. Um, and, and if you, I mean, he's so good, you don't even hesitate to use the franchise tag on him if it gets to that point. Right. You know, like, and you're not, you're a long way from losing him. But point. yeah, I, right. I think one way or the other, you figure out a way. After next year, not this year, you're not going to have the money to do it this year, anyways. Not to give him what you would. And Ben will go off. What he's going to want? Or, yeah. Right. 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 Now all of a sudden you've got all kind, of, and you keep that nucleus, that strong front, that front five, mm-hmm. largely together. Do you think it's possible? I mean, we'd have to really start breaking down the numbers. Yeah, because I think you know, you know the way that you structure the contract. Buds. Yeah, and you make it like a four-year. Again, if it's let's say it's four years and seventy million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, that that works out to like seventeen and a half million a year. Yeah, but you structure that first year salary so that it's not too overwhelming. Yeah, next you year could, could be a lot more space. Yeah, you could probably make that work. You know, Cam Hayward's I'd be deal. All years for that. Cam Hayward's deal, for example, is really a two year deal. His extension that he signed. Right, right, right. Because right. the his base salary, his base salaries jumped from like four and a half. I was just looking at this the other day. Base salary next year is like four and a half million dollars. In 2022, his base salary jumps up to like $14 million. Well, that's mm. a two-year deal. That's a two-year deal. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? And if by chance he's worth it then, you Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. But you treat it like a two-year deal. Right. He knows that. You know? Yeah. Right, right. When he signed it, he knows that. Yeah, of course. You know, the, a lot of times people get caught up in the numbers. I keep seeing uh, Derek Watts' contract, for example, throw, thrown out there. Well, they signed the fullback for $3 million a year. Not really. Not really. Right. Derek Watt cost $1.5 million against their salary cap this year. That's really Roosevelt Nix was going to cost three million dollars against their salary cap, so they they cut yeah, the cost. Yeah, right. so they cut the cost there. They they cut the cost there, and they also cut the cost with Tyler Matikavich, who they you know who's making a lot. Who's more essentially who right who Derek Watt helped yeah, replace? I was, was going to bring him up, yeah, right, because I mean Buffalo's paying him a lot more to be a core special teamer, right? You know? I mean, not necessarily the. And oh, by the way, you're going to get a sixth round compensatory pick. Because Buffalo signed yeah, for right, 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 right. so you made out on the deal. Yeah, you're washing both hands. There, so it's you know, you know right. yes, Watts' deal, and you know, I think his his cap hit jumps up this, next year, but this year it wasn't it wasn't three million. Man, it doesn't mean he'll be there next. Yeah, year. this is right. not this is not like baseball or hockey or some of these other sports where if you sign a three year nine million de- million dollar deal, you're three million dollars against the cap every year. That's not how this works. Right, 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 right. That base salary is the key part and the, the signing bonus. And, like, Ben's a great example. Like, you hear a lot of people out there, you can't pay him $41 million. They're not. <laughs> they're, they're not. They're paying him $19 million. <laughs> exactly. The rest of that is in is in cap hit is in salary cap or uh, i'm sorry uh signing right. signing bonuses that they gave him already right i mean the, the argument of 
he's not worth $41 million, doesn't hold any water. Right. I mean, that's really not what's happening. There's there's really no quarterback in the league that was worth $41 million. Right. Other than Patrick Mahomes, no, and that's, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, but that's not the, that's that's not not the reality of the situation, right, right, and right. he didn't do that. He was set that he was going to cost them $32 million next year or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. They decided to renegotiate that in the spring, and that bumped his salary up to forty one. On the this box. year, yeah, right, right, right. That's how that. I mean, so the NFL salary cap is different than the other leagues. No, it's that's compl- just. I still yeah. don't understand it as well as I'd like. That's just you the know, reality right? of the situation. So when you sign a guy to, typically when you sign a guy to a deal, a long term deal, um, Look that guaranteed money. That first year is really where you 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 know you can you can make that work. In so fina- you, yeah, that can in, help you. That can help to your. You can make that go to work mm. to your advantage. And I guess the more you talk through it, and you know. Thinking strictly of Bud, that might work, you know, because he yeah. gets a big bonus anyway. I mean, right. If, like if you're going to give him, you know, let's say it's a four-year, seventy million dollar deal, and you make twenty million of that signing bonus, mm-hmm. which gets diverse, which gets, which gets spread out over five, the yeah, yeah. Five million and bucks. then you say, hey, Bud, we're going to give you, uh, you know, two million dollar base salary this year, yeah. and it'll jump to ten next year. And his weekly check isn't great, but he's got. What, he, he just gave him a twenty million dollar right, check. Months before, right? yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, that 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 contract instead costs you six million against your cap next year. Mm-hmm. And next well, year it goes up substantially. And two years from now it goes up, you know, substantially. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you can make that work next year. Yeah, you'd hate to lose them. I mean, if you could figure out something where you keep those couple names we mentioned, you know, Sutton, Banner, him, Tyson Alulu. Boy, you'd be in nice shape. Yeah, you know, just and, and I really, I, I think the salary cap's going to come in closer to one hundred and eighty-five to one hundred ninety million dollars, yeah. somewhere in that range. No way is it one seventy-five. No, no I, I don't see that happening either. But yeah. uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to Bob Labriola. We'll, we'll ask him, you know, what his plan would be for this offseason. Right. We'll do that right after this. You're tuned to the drive on your twenty-four-seven home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. We are back and pleased to be joined by Bob Labriola, the editor, esteemed editor of Steelers Digest and Steelers.com. Uh, Bob, you feeling very esteemed right now? I think you're you pretty, know, you're pretty steamed. I don't know if you're esteemed. <laughs> well, as I've, I've mentioned, you know, when Mike Pursuta came up with that, I said, you know, that's synonymous for old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Well, we're not calling you the dean of, uh, you know, Steelers reporters or anything like that. Thank you. Cuz I would <laughs> hang up on you. you <laughs> Bob, uh, Matt and I were just talking about uh you know Mike Tomlin's season-ending press conference today and you know some fans are, are are upset that Tomlin didn't have you know definitive answer. We need definitive answers right now 3 days after this thing just ended. Uh why don't we have definitive answers on on what he's going to do? That's just not how this works. Nor should it no. for that matter. Well, right. I mean, um, and for him to have answers uh, at this point, I believe he would have already have had to made the decision before the Browns, the second Browns game, the Browns playoff game. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I do think though that um, you know, it, it, the, the, it, to me, there seemed to be a little bit of a difference in tone 
uh, of this uh, season-ending uh, presser with Mike Tomlin than uh, some of the others. Um, I, I think he was, you know, and I hesitate to try and characterize, you know, his mood or anything like that because it's Zoom and, you know, I'm not inside his head or anything. Um, but he has used these previous uh, season-ending pressers to say, you know, there won't be any changes to the staff, um, you know, and he will make um, more statements that are closer to being definitive um, than not. But today, uh, I think he was open to everything. Yeah, I, I think uh, so, too. He wasn't too. ruling out anything. And uh, to me, that's a little bit of a departure. So, um, you know, and again, I, I cannot disagree with him either in taking that stance because, you know, to me it's obvious. You know, some of these changes are going to be forced on the Steelers. I think the cap is going to take care of a lot of that forcing. Um, I still, I still though, uh, am hesitant to believe that the league and the union are going to stand by and every team's cap is going to get cut almost $25 million. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I hope not. It Um, it serves no purpose for either side, which which means that something's going to happen there with that. Like, you just uh, – the union is not going to want a bunch of veteran players. The, but the union is not going to want a bunch of veteran players getting cut loose because their teams can't afford them, and then there being no teams capable of signing them because they don't have the cap space. Right. No, I I agree with all of that. And the teams don't yeah. want that. So, Well, some teams may not. But if you're, for example, I don't know, a team that has a lot of cap space and isn't very good, the Bengals. Um, <laughs> okay, but maybe um, you would rather be a, 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 someone with money when uh, you know the big sales are on. You know, you'd like to be the the person with cash when you know everything market. in Target is marked down seventy percent. Um, and then, so you know, and I don't know how many votes it takes to to get this kind of thing passed or changed or whatever. So, you know, again, I agree with you, and I I have said this myself, that I don't think that, you know, any any interests are served uh, by this drastic reduction in a salary cap that I think everyone involved believes is just a, you know, a blip in the radar because of the global pandemic. It's not like it's a trend where everyone is saying we're not going to games anymore. Right. Which so, was the case in 2011. That's where you know, that, that's when all the the digital stuff was starting to happen, and you know there was there was some uncertainty there in regards to the revenue streams. This is different. Well, and and now the digital people are the ones that are spending most of the money, right. Trying to get involved in you know broadcasting of the games, et cetera, et cetera. But again, if it's a you know two-thirds majority or something, you only need nine no votes from the owners uh, to scuttle it. You know, it's, I, I could come up with nine no's, you know, the, 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 and the normal suspects. So, Well, that's um, where you need a Dan Rooney in the room to uh, you know, yeah, help negotiate yeah. to something like that because it's just not I, good I, for the league. No. I, I agree with you. Um, again, we're, we're, we're of the same mind. I'm just a little bit more skeptical about it enough people caring about the good of the league and not uh, only serving their own self-interest. But, you know, let's hope. 
Yeah, I'm with you. And I hadn't thought about it from that angle, but if you are the Patriots, Bengals, you know, long list of teams that have a lot of cap space, need a lot of stuff, and teams are going to be cutting good players and no one else can afford them, well, you get good pretty quick. Right. At least so, on paper. At least, yeah. <laughs> well, what you're bringing the bill. Well, and then, then it comes down to, you know, your that, that team's ability to, um, you know, pick out the good apples from the bad ones mm-hmm. out of the – out of the big box. So, but again, you know, I'm still hopeful. Uh, but after watching uh, that Browns playoff game um, and things happening that I I couldn't imagine that I was seeing what I was seeing. You know, I kept thinking of um, Jack Buck. I can't believe what I just saw. <laughs> um, I, I thought of that line about six times. From the opening the snap court. of the game. Yes. Um, so... Anyway, uh, Bob, Matt, and I were just having a conversation here in regards to what the Steelers' main priority should be in terms of their own guys, who to bring back, who to you know, whatever, how they should prioritize that. And to me, um, I guess maybe to both of us here, uh, number priority number one should be trying to figure out a way to keep Bud Dupree. Yeah, I mean, you know, but the only thing with that is, uh, it, you know, I think that it um, that that only happens in you know fantasy land um, because I, I mean, I, I just I don't I don't see how the arithmetic works out. I just don't. Um, uh, if you guys can come up with something, I'll be willing to listen. But you know, you're looking at a, a potential situation where the Steelers are in a position where they're cutting players just to get compliant, let alone have any money to spend. Uh, So I believe that in today's NFL, um, especially number one picks, if you look at number one picks, now that their first contract is four years plus the option, so that's five. I think that the way they look at things now is the second contract is when you have to cash out because contracts are usually four years, free agency. Right. So you're already done five plus four, that's nine. If you're still in the league after that and you're not a quarterback, you're on the downside, you're not going to cash out then. So for a guy like Bud Dupree, um, if I was his agent – I would be telling him this is the one where you have to make your money. Well, his problem is though he's coming off of a, a knee injury. I get it, um, and I don't know though that even that would mitigate his number low enough for the Steelers to do something unless he's willing to do a one-year prove-it deal. When that's what I uh, I saw something last week or two weeks ago. I can't remember now. They all run together. Uh, but the top free agents uh, coming available on the market, and there was some speculation about, you know, what kind of contract they would get. And the, the contract I saw for Bub was one year at ten million dollars. Well, no, I mean, that sounds cheap because of yeah, the knee, I mean, because of the because knee of issue. Knee. Yeah. yeah. Um. But you know, again, the other thing that you, you can't you can't only you can't be so myopic in your view of the future that you're only looking at 2021 correct and and i get that and and you know i i don't know i to me though i i think with the way that that defense is structured the way the team is structured 
uh, the way you, you know you've only got your quarterback potentially, you know, assuming he comes back for one more year, um, you know, you, you kind of got to go all in next year one last time with that group. If you can. I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying, but again, you know, I'm going to keep going back to the arithmetic. Um, well, math was never my strong suit, Bob. So, <laughs> no, but I mean, bringing Ben back—that's a 41 point whatever hit. Um, now, you know, extending it and you know those kind of things, how much that mitigates the cost, um, you know, and then trying to sign Bud too is what I mean. I'm not right, saying, right. okay, I, I just don't see. Those things coming together, um, I, I, I don't. Now I hope I'm wrong, uh, and and you know there are some things, you know, the, some variances in the universe or whatever, and you know some things happen, some black holes move around. I don't know whatever it's going to take that those things could become realistic. But as as we sit here talking about this right now, I I mean I. I just I don't see the numbers, and you know the thing about Ben is if you're going to bring Ben back, I also think you have to be able to um, surround him with what he needs to have a chance to be effective. And you're looking at that offensive line that I think um, it's going to have at least two out of the five that aren't there. Yeah. 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 Well, that means your line is getting cheaper, though. Yeah, but is it any good then? Or is it is it what he needs? If he's getting rid of the football in 2.3 seconds, does it need to be as good? Uh, you know, I don't know. Again, but, you know, I don't know if, if I'm willing to go through another year of that offense like that. Well, the offense needs to change. The, think, yeah. No matter, no matter what, no matter who comes back, I mean – uh, you know, and, expand. and if you let me ask you guys this, okay? You bring Ben back. Uh, you want to run the ball better. So, to me, at least to some degree, that means more under center. Can he? Can his lower body handle that? Doing what you have to do under center, the moving around, and then when it's time to throw, he's got to drop back. Um. Can his knees handle 17 weeks of that? I don't know the answer. But these are things to me that have to be at least investigated before, because then otherwise the plan is just doomed to fail. Yeah, and even not even that specifically, can the lower body hold up for the whole marathon anyway? You know, right. I mean, it doesn't matter what you ask of them. I mean, it's because right. it, it really... I don't know. Uh, it it, it kind of hit me um, when that when that fumble, the snap went over his head. I mean, Ben's an athletic guy. I mean, he was moving uh, very robotically oh, yeah. after that ball, um, and so that to me, because I, I I don't believe for a second that he didn't care or you know was uh, nonchalanting going after the football. Because I know that, you know, he, he won't quit on anything, you know, a play, whatever. And so seeing him move like that indicated to me that that's the best he can move. You really see it, Bob, to that point when it's something he's not scripted to do. You know, like when he has to be an athlete, when, he, when it's, 
you know, not even necessarily, you know, scrambling or throwing on the run. He's done those things a million times. But, like, something unorthodox like that play, he looks like an old man. <laughs> you know, I mean, Right, yeah. because let's not forget, he's the guy who tackled Nick Harper in the open field and saved that sure. playoff game in 05. You know, there, I, I still say there aren't there, – it, it, in that at that year, 2005, there weren't five quarterbacks in the NFL that could make that play, and I think five is a huge overestimation. Um, and so, you know, as I said, I've seen him um, make those kinds of athletic plays that now he doesn't, and I believe it's because he can't. And when people say, why don't they sneak quarterback sneak more, go back and watch that. That's why. Sure, sure. I mean, it's not because he's, it's not he's, tough enough. Right. Right, right. You know, and so, um, so that that's that's another thing, and again, um, all of this has to be, uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I think that it's a very, very specific and delicate recipe. You know, it's kind of like making a chocolate souffle. Somebody bounces a foot in the kitchen and the thing falls. Um, if if you're going to plan on the way you're putting together the pieces for 2021, whatever they might be. You know, I think all of these different things have to be analyzed and weighed. Um, and who knows? Maybe Ben makes the decision for everyone else. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. And I also don't put a lot of weight in whatever players might say or think immediately after a game like that wild card game, wild card round game against the Browns, because that's just. You know, I mean, you don't even want to live anymore, let alone play football anymore. So um, I have no idea what it's going to be, but I, I do believe that that's the, that's the linchpin piece. You've got to know what he wants to do and what you want to do with him. Mm-hmm. So if, if, outside, yeah. outside of that, uh, it's, it's really all speculation. So if you're Art Rooney II, do you put a timetable on Ben? Hey, Ben, we need a decision by this time. Or do you do you go to them and say, "Hey, we're making this decision for you"? Well, I mean that that's that's something that I I don't I I don't feel even uh, qualified to speculate on because I don't know um, I don't know what they think. I mean, and I, I'm not qualified. You know, watching games on TV, you know, doesn't make me you know a personnel guy and understand. Uh, to the degree you need to have an understanding to make a call like that on a player like that. I mean, this isn't, all due respect, this isn't deciding whether you want to keep J. Ron Elliott or not. Right, right. <laughs> okay. I, you know, not I, only... I explained that to people. Like somebody said, you know, I, I said, look, he, to me, because of the position that he plays, because of the what he's meant to the franchise, he deserves the opportunity to do this his own way. But not at the expense of the organization in terms of hey, I, you can, we can't wait for a decision on this until April. You, you have to no let us know. Yeah. The draft. you have to let us know before that. But because he's a quarterback, you don't go to him and say, "Hey, hey Ben, you're done." Um, and somebody said, "Well, what about they did that with Troy?" I said, "Well, all due respect to Troy Polamalu and what he meant to the franchise, he's not the quarterback." And your point the other day too, Dale was, "Well, Troy doesn't run well anymore. He can't right. play his position." Well. Ben, ben can, can still play the position, but to your point, Bob, year, yeah, maybe, you, know, you have to design what you're doing around his skill set as it currently stands. And that's what we don't know. We don't know, and no one will ever tell us, I'm sure, when they put a game plan together, what can we no longer ask Ben to do? 
And that's really the answer. If it's a long list, then the time has come. If it's, you know. I mean, I would guess, and again, I'm watching it on TV, a lot of that shotgun is because of what Ben can't do. I would think, sure. Um, You know, uh, and so, you know, and then there, there are so many things that branch off the Ben decision. Because if you're bringing Ben back for a year, you're going to change the offense, right? That doesn't make much sense to me. No, I'm not, and I'm not saying the offense doesn't need to be changed, but I'm not doing it. I'm not changing the offense. You're not blowing it up, and, in, right? In last year, last year with a 39 year old quarterback. I mean, that that makes no sense. You're not going to teach him, and you're not going to ask him to learn a new offense. Well, even if you, and I, I don't even think it would be that difficult for him to learn it. But what about everybody else? Right, right, right. That makes and sense. And then, you know, developing the rapport and, you know, those kinds of things that you need uh, between a receive, between receivers and a quarterback, um, that kind of timing, you know, you're not going to, um, you know, the Vulcan mind meld and all that kind of stuff that he, he's able to do with some of these guys. That all kind of goes out the window if you're changing everything. So, um uh, I, I just think the Ben piece is is the the first piece you got to have, and um, I would think that in his exit interview, and again, I'm just making this up as I go along here, fellas. I don't know anything <laughs> or, but maybe Ben's exit interview happens in Art Rooney's office with yeah, Mike Tomlin, yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 Kevin Colbert even, and um, you know, Ben, what are you thinking? You know, let him talk a little bit and listen. Uh, you have your ideas um, about what you would like to see, but I mean, I, I think you you give him um, I won't say the benefit of the doubt, but the opportunity to voice you know his feelings and um, or and it's then, the opposite with the other players, yeah. Tom yeah, right. tells you yeah, what he those, thinks, those, right. right? Those other guys, yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to tell them what you think they can do or can't do, and you know, moving forward, how that all fits together. Uh, but but this guy, and but again, though, I don't feel you give any player carte blanche to to dictate. Um, if 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 it's unanimous among everyone in that room except Ben that he can't play anymore, and I'm not saying again, I'm just using sure. this as an example, then then he can't. Then you just move on. Um, but you know, I don't know that I don't believe that's the case. I mean, and, that, that, and that's not what Mike Tomlin said. You know, Mike Tomlin was asked by our, our colleague Mike Pursuta after the game, "Can Ben still play at a high level?" And Mike Tomlin said, "Yes." So, you know, whether he's saying that just publicly or you know, he could have he could have you know couched it a little. Yeah, he could have couched that answer, but he yeah. was definitive. Yes. So yeah. you know, I, I think we know where the head coach stands on that. But what needs to be in place to yeah, you have to help him, to him out. Right, you have right, to build your offense and and everything that you do this offseason around his talents, what he can do and still do well. Now you use the, right. the and, Elway at and, the end example. You know. And is that possible? Right. And is, is it possible, right. Yeah. Can we get there? Right, because again, um you know, the the two things to me that um seem to be the biggest issues with that would be um the other changes that are going to be forced on this team by the cap and the fact that and that goes along with that you really can't fix everything with one draft class okay 
So, um, and there's no money to spend on free agency. Okay, so there's that. Uh, the other thing is, I just believe that if you want to get back to, um, you know, what Bill Cowher called in 2004, reestablishing the mindset, he's got to be under center more. And is he physically capable? Is Will his body allow that to happen? Um, I don't know. I don't know the condition of his knees. Um, but he certainly didn't look very nimble going after that loose ball. And so, you know, maybe he can do it, um, but maybe, you know, eight games into a season doing it, um, he's, he's incapacitated. I don't know. Um, again, these are not easy decisions, uh, but they are significant ones. And um, I, just, I just don't know any easy way, simple way um, to find the answers to these. And even if you think you found the answers to, to these questions, I don't know if they're correct. And I don't know if it's possible to know if they're correct until you actually, you know, live it. You can believe or think or hope, but do you know and I don't believe there's any, especially when it comes to medical issues, there's no way of knowing. Not for sure, anyway. Mm-hmm. That is uh, Bob Labriola, the editor of Steelers Digest and Steelers.com. We appreciate Bob stopping by as he has done all year. Maybe we'll talk to you a couple times during the off season, Bob, but that's going to do it for your weekly sessions with us here. We're going we're to miss those. Yeah, thanks for joining Yeah, there's nothing like uh, Bob dropping some knowledge on us uh, from his Vast experience of covering the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't say many years. I just vast experience. Um, Yellowing bursts. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, we get to see you in person a little more here soon, Bob, and get back to uh, regular coverage uh, of of a, an NFL season and including training camp and all those good things. Uh, but I can't wait for that. But we do appreciate you stopping by as you've done all season. That's been fun. It's been fun. I have to admit, it was an interesting season. Uh, that's, yes, you could definitely say that about it. And um, I, I will be honest. Uh, you know, it was one where you hope that there's a division championship. You 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 hope that they make the playoffs. Um, and so, you know, both of those things happened. But that that end that was just just brutal. Yeah, Yeah, it was. But uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This will be a, a quick segment because we took Bob way over time. Oh, we're going to get every ounce of goodness out of him <laughs> before he leaves. But uh, some good stuff there from him, and and it's going to be interesting. I'd love to be a fly on the wall during those Roethlisberger discussions. Oh, sure. You know, how that all goes down. Um, I mean, part of me might – I can envision that, that conversation even without Ben. I mean, Tomlin and Kevin and offensive staff all sitting together going – Man, I can't believe we got this much out of him. He can't play anymore. Or if we can get him a little bit of running game, we might win the. the see, whole I, thing I, next I year. think you that I mean? fixes like, a lot of the it. issues. I mean, yeah. I still see a, I see a quarterback with thirty three touchdown passes and ten interceptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again was like you know that that's you know that that's good quarterbacking. That's, right. That's good enough you know to get you. You said this a lot this week. Like how many times this off season did we say if you could get. C plus B minus level quarterbacking. This team should compete, and they did. They didn't. Yeah. Didn't things go? Did things didn't go it just, well at the yeah, end. Yeah, the it, mistakes were awful because you, game, you, but, you know people figured out that you couldn't run the football. Yeah, and to me that's that's problem number one. Fixing that. You fix that, and everything else kind of falls into place with or without. Man. And, and I don't know that you necessarily. I, I do disagree with Bob there that you can't run the football out of the shotgun. Yeah, I didn't want to go down that road. And either. establish the line of scrimmage. There are things that you can do, even if you even it, if you yeah. go with the pony, you right, know, right, and, right. And, and you know, set the, the quarterback up three yards in the in the backfield mm-hmm. and snapping the ball there. The, the running back still essentially running out of an eye type formation. Sure, you know, I, I think there are ways that everybody's doing that now. Everyone's doing that now. But to Bob's point too, though, I bet he couldn't hold up going behind center. Probably snap not after snap and doing yeah. seven step drops and you yeah. Know, I mean, I bet. But who? Nobody does that anymore, right? I don't, say, I don't think that's required. Yeah, you know? I mean that's just not today's football. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you can fix this. You're not again. It goes back to you. You're not going to see the Steelers line up with a fullback and, and a running back and, and run the ball. You know, twenty five out of the eye twenty five times a game. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I'm never going to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah nobody right. in the NFL does that. Right. Right. So that part doesn't really worry me. But him holding up worries me. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a question mark coming into this season. Can he hold up? And he did. He did, but he he went out there every snap. But again, (laughs) if if he's not, we talked about this last offseason. Do you want Ben Roethlisberger leading the league in pass attempts? As he no. did in 2018, as he would have done this year had he played the last game of the season. No, no, right, no. That's the flaw. That's the flaw yeah, because right, you can't right. run the football. Right. So to me, it all comes back to: Can you run the football more effectively? I I don't disagree. I mean, that's Bob's point is 100 percent on that. In terms of how do we go about building what we need, we need to know this answer from Ben, right? Or tell him our answer. You know, yeah. whatever it is that that needs to be set number one. Maybe you don't want banner. You might, you know, different. Maybe you have a different style line you're going to employ. Right. Whatever. You know. Whatever. Um, but you have to know. But you have to know. But if you're going to be, if you bring him back in an Elway like fashion, or if you bring in a new guy, the problem still remains the same. To your point, you're going to need a running game. That's one way or the other. Right. Yeah. If it's Rudolph, if it's Darnold, if it's Wentz, if it's Ben. Yeah. You need a running. You need game. a running game. You can't put it You're all not on the quarterback. Watson. Right. <laughs> you know, so right. Yeah. You need a running game one way or the other. You need to, to Bob's point, establish, reestablish a line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you do it, uh, but you need to be able to run the football. At least give the threat of running well, you the football. You gotta be average at it. I mean, yeah. You, you, you can't be the worst. You can't be the worst in the league at it. You, you gotta make defenses play different. You know, yeah. You gotta be able to take advantage of lighter boxes. You got to check to a run whenever they're trying to take away the, you know, and and you got to throw deep. You know, I mean, you got to be able to threaten the whole field in this league. And to me, you know, the deep stuff. I saw him throw deep plenty 
last Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was driving the football down the field. Yeah, I it's don't not have like a lot he, of worry about the arm strength. It's not like he can't do it. Right. I don't yeah. know that he controls the football like he used to. And some of the interceptions were mind-boggling. You know, I mean, does he not see like he used to? See the field like he used to? I can't believe that, you know. Yeah. A couple of those, I mean, the tip balls are a problem. I'm not sure that's going to go away. You know, if you're, if you, you're going to stick with that short passing game. Then things are going to get tipped all the things time. Things are going to get tipped, yeah. You know, but if you do, and we had a long conversation about this earlier in the year, if you're at least throwing the ball on the field, the ball comes out with a different trajectory and a different arc. They don't get tipped as much. And, you know, pass rushers don't just sit there knowing they can't get home and bat passes down. I mean, yeah. that's how the defense is going to play you. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, you're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. we got uh, playoff games coming up uh, yeah, here this weekend, uh, four of them. Uh, we get some still some fantasy stuff to do here with that. Right. Uh, so we will uh, take a look at who's in, who's out this weekend, um, and uh, start maybe uh, developing a, a plan for fantasy heading into the uh, the divisional round of the playoffs. We'll do that right after okay. this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. We're back, and it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. Uh, today, Matt, we'll take a quick look here at the injury reports, what's going on yeah, with okay. the uh, the teams here. Um, Ronald Jones uh, for Tampa Bay uh, with a quad injury did not practice on Wednesday. That was an odd situation. Did he hurt it in warm-ups? Or I wasn't quite sure. It wasn't no. quite clear what happened there, but he didn't play at all. I mean, yeah, Fournette did well. I mean, Fournette, Fournette uh, you know, that, that's, again... You have a backup plan at running back. Yeah, right, right, right. Amazingly enough. Again, we've talked about this a million times. If Connor's your backup plan, okay. Okay, yeah. If he's my only plan, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Denzel Ward back for Cleveland. He's uh, activated off the uh, COVID list. That's huge. That doesn't move the needle, though, for me and what I think about what's going to happen in that game. No. It does not to <laughs> me. I mean, it's better than what it would be without him, I would think, and he'd get a whole full week of practice to get back into shape, which I think is big. But, boy, I think that back seven is in for a long day. Yeah, I, I believe that as well. Um, in terms of some of the other injury stuff, um, looking here. Uh, Aaron Donald, uh, ribs, uh, according to uh, Sean McVay, with his rib injury, will be ready to go against the Packers. That's yeah, huge. That. They need. They have to have him. They have to have him. And I'm sure he's not 100%, but he's absolutely going to play. Um, they're missing their center, Green Bay. And, you know, he could wreak some havoc. I mean, he's obviously – He's he could wreak some havoc even if they have their center. Matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Goff's the interesting one there. Goff is huge in that situation um, because I I just don't know what else they, you know, what, what's the backup plan if you don't. See, I would assume Goff's going to start because he was good enough to play this past week. It looked like he was struggling a little bit, of course. Um, but what's interesting to me is obviously Goff could have played this past week. And they chose not to. You know, they went with Wolford. Now, I'm not saying they think Wolford's better than Goff or Goff's starting jobs in jeopardy next year or anything like that, but they seemed rather comfortable to use Wolford, and it's a bit of a curveball. What if he's healthy? Is there a chance he starts? Yeah, I... I, mm, I bet not. I mean, Goff, Goff fully practiced yesterday, but if when you watched him, and, and they even talked about it on the broadcast, you said, you know, 
one out of every four or five of Goff's passes because of the thumb issue mm-hmm. floats out of his hand. Yeah, right. Well, he that, don't that, control it very yeah, well. Yeah, right. That, that's and not good. Green Bay weather, I'm sure there'll <laughs> yeah. be some kind of weather. I don't know what it's going to be like, but he's, he's got small hands too. That was one of the knocks on him to begin with. I would think he really struggles to control the ball. So, I mean, if he starts, could and if Wolford's healthy, could he come in and spell him? Could, I mean, yeah, I, could they end up using both? Or are they right, just going right. to try to run the football because that works against the Packers? Oh, I think that's the plan. Yeah. I mean, when we get to the fantasy stuff tomorrow, I think Akers is appealing. Yeah. You know. And we'll, we'll do some of the DFS stuff here in a, in a minute. But okay. – uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was limited at Wednesday's practice. Um, I, I don't know that I rush him back necessarily because no. Yeah, you should be able to run the ball with Le'Veon Bell against Cleveland's front. I would think so. And the idea, I mean, I think I think Kansas City can score sixty if they want. I think so too. But I mean, it's a second round playoff game. It's right. not time to rest people. You no, know? you're not. They're not resting him. But right. if he's not a hundred percent, and he's not a superstar. No, it's, I'm I mean, not rushing him back. I mean, I hear you. They won the they won the Super Bowl last year without superstar running backs. Mm-hmm. And got a lot so. of production out of the position. Uh, Taysom Hill didn't practice on Wednesday. I know there's nothing wrong with him. Uh, that's actually maybe a good thing for New Orleans. You know, yeah, less of less, the, less Taysom Hill yeah. packages. Uh, Latavius Murray didn't practice with a quad injury. Okay. Um, Beasley uh, with the knee was limited on Wednesday for. I think he's gonna fight that all year, from what I understand. Yeah, that's Probably gonna be. Through it, yeah. But, yeah. And Diggs was limited as well, but he obviously played through that. That was an oblique. He played through it last week, yeah, right, right, uh, right. as did Beasley with his knee issue. But, um, you know, that that situation with them, they're a little banged up at that, but that doesn't necessarily – I don't think it changes a whole heck of a lot. John Brown didn't do a thing last week, but he, he dressed. He played. Yeah, he played and, the whole game. Right, and Gabriel Davis is a factor, and they use Isaiah McKenzie a fair amount. Um, they'll spread they'll, they'll spread things out on you and then yeah you know run the quarterback. I think the Ravens are decently equipped to handle that just because they have so many corners. But that's tough on anybody. You go empty and Allen can be a running back without a running back yeah. on the field. That's hard to deal it's with. Gonna be, that's going to be an interesting game to watch from that from that respect because both teams are going to try to do a little bit of that. Yeah, know? absolutely. <laughs> I didn't realize this either, but Allen's numbers versus man coverage are much better than zone, and that's a pretty man heavy team. Yeah, I, I could see a lot of points in that game. Period. Yeah. Yeah, the Bills and, stop the run so well, you, know, you know, Lamar was talking, uh, Lamar Jackson talking this week, saying he's never played in the snow before. Yeah, it was a little startling, but then you think about it. He grew up in Florida. He played in Louisville. I mean, he hasn't been in a league that long. Yeah, mean, they don't get a lot of snow in Baltimore. No, but you yeah. better get used to it, though. He plays the NFC North, and hopefully he's playing a lot of playoff games in his career. One interesting thing I knew about him is a lot of people gave him a hard time for his passing his rookie year, Yeah, which I understand. It's not great. It's never going to be great. But he admittedly struggled with the NFL ball much more than other people do. So, I mean, now he's obviously used to it. But uh, have you ever heard of a frozen one? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, it's a little different. It's a little different, right? Yeah. Uh, looking here at some, the uh, DFS uh, rankings for this weekend, uh, according to Roto World. Okay. Uh, they have Jackson as the number one quarterback. Really? Yeah. Boy, I'd have a hard time not saying Mahomes. I have Patrick Mahomes as number two. Okay. I think Mahomes is going to have a smash day. I bet he throws for 400. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen, three. Tom Brady, four. Aaron Rodgers, five. Baker Mayfield, six. Drew Brees, seven. Jared Goff, eight. John Wolford, nine. It's not out of the woods. And Taysom Hill, ten. 
Yeah. Okay. Like, wow. Interesting. You have ten quarterbacks in for. Uh, I just games. think if you're going to rank, you know, I guys, yeah. Yeah. You the, guys those guys there. will all potentially play. They'll take snaps. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure we'll. So if you're, but, you know, you know if, if you're looking at, at a DFS situation, you can go. Oh, I can, I can start Taysom Hill at quarterback. Maybe he scores. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I can, I can load up. You know, take Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, <laughs> Michael yeah, Thomas, yeah. and Alvin Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 And Taysom Hill falls in the end zone twice, and you're good. Yeah. I mean, that's a definitely a interesting. Something you could do. I right. don't know that I would recommend it, but I don't know that Rodgers is set up for a big day. That Rams D. It's gonna be difficult. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. It's Ramsey be... on Adams. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have the NFL Network on as usual here, and they were they were showing the stats since week eleven of they were they put it receiver closest to Ramsey, and the numbers were minuscule, and it was all the top guys, DK, yeah. and you know all these different guys. And I mean, he's the best corner in the league, in my opinion. The toughest thing though is that Rodgers gets rid of the ball so quickly, and it gets there so fast mm-hmm. that he doesn't need much. No, he doesn't need much at all. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a tough an uphill climb for Adam. No so doubt, it'll probably be fine. But yeah. I mean, not great. Uh, at running back, they have Alvin Kamara, number one. I guess that makes sense. Cam Akers, number two. Mm. Yeah, I thought I was being a little sneaky there, thinking he'd be lower on some people's list. J.K. Dobbins three, Nick Chubb four, Aaron Jones five. Chubb could do well. He could, yeah. yeah. As long as they keep the game semi close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jones five, Kareem Hunt six. See, I think Hunt might end up playing a bunch of snaps in this one because he might. they're going to be in catch up mode. Uh, Devin Singletary seven. I'm not a Singletary fan, but. Took Moss out of the Moss equation. Moss is gone. Yeah. And Allen's going to still run the ball a lot. But, I mean, if he gets five more carries than he would have. And, eh, ca- and catches yeah. a few balls. Right, right, you know. right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine with him. Uh, Ronald Jones, eight. I don't know the health thing. Though. Yeah, that's a problem. He gets in the doghouse quick, too. He yeah. misses one block, and then he gets set down, and, you know. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, nine. If he plays. If he plays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he dresses, I would take him over a couple of guys you have ahead of him. Uh, Latavius Murray, 10. Okay. Leonard Fournette, 11. I think I'd play Fournette over, over Murray. Depending on, yeah, depends on what you... could get in trouble. Yeah, it depends on what you know going into Saturday mm-hmm. or Sunday and into the weekend. Uh, Jamal Williams, 13. Yeah. He gets touches. I wonder if A.J. Dillon's a thing now. Because he played that one week just because Williams was out, but he looked good. I, I think... Mean, put up big I still think they like Jamal Williams and they He's use him in very the trustworthy. Yeah. Coaches love that guy. Catches the ball. Yeah, yeah great in protection. Uh, 14, Le'Veon Bell. Jamal Williams wouldn't be a terrible stealer. No. On a super cheap, yeah. you know, Connor-like deal. 14, Le'Veon Bell. 15, Malcolm Brown. Okay. At wide receiver, this one goes 20 deep, which is... Who? Probably needed. Tyreek Hill, one. Yeah, I got it. Even if Ward plays. Stefan Diggs, two. Okay. You think that... I mean, he's going to get Humphrey... Is he going to get Humphrey a lot, though? Because hum- when you go to those three and four wide receiver sets, Humphrey goes inside. Yeah, he often does. So then maybe you're getting Peters and double move him. Yeah. Because I think, I think Diggs— No matter what, it's not an easy game for Diggs, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a good group of corners. Devontae Adams, three. I mean, he'd be in a vacuum, he's one for me any week, but that's a—Ramsey's tough. Chris Goblin, four. Is he clearly your favorite buck? Mm, Evan puts up— Evan, puts Evan up scores, every like, week. every week. Right. Michael Thomas, five. I don't trust Thomas 100%. He had a good game last he week. Did. He scored his first touchdown of the year the last year, week. Right. <laughs> I just don't consider him a tier one guy. Maybe I will again next year. Well, when you look at the other, the rest of these guys, maybe that's correct because they have Marquise Brown, six. He's come on well. I mean, he's been But he's going to see a lot of Tredavious White. He is. He is. Yeah. This might not be the best game for him. Uh, seven is Mike Evans. 
I'd have Evans higher. I know yeah. he's fighting something. I'd have him ahead of Marquise Brown. Yeah. Jarvis Landry, eight. He's going to get targets. He's going to get targets. I don't love that, though. No. I don't think I've ever owned him in any fantasy or DFS or anything I've ever done, but <laughs> he gets targets. Uh, Antonio Brown, nine. They throw him the ball. Robert Woods, ten. Cup's a little banged up, so maybe that works well but He's going to see Alexander. I would think a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 11, how about Alan Lazard? Yeah. I mean, being the number two with Ramsey being the one. Not a bad thing. could be a good, yeah. Yeah, he could get a few extra targets. Cooper Cup, 12. Again, I hope he's he's fine, but he should do well. Gabriel Davis, 13. Wow, that seems rich. I think so, too. Sammy Watkins, 14. Okay. He could blow up. Oh, he could, yeah. He's a high upside guy. Definitely, and, you know, again. John Brown hasn't been mentioned yet. Yeah. Well, he, <laughs> he's not even he's not even on the list. Let's put it that way. Wow. Emmanuel Sanders, fifteen. That's not bad. Richard Higgins, sixteen. Yeah. Cole Beasley, seventeen. Yeah, I mean, he gets targets. I mean, he's not one hundred percent either. But but he's going to see a lot of Humphrey. He's going to see a lot of Humphrey. Yeah, that's a bad matchup. For that's him. a bad matchup yeah. for him. Marquez Valdez Scantling. He seems to have gained a little trust lately, but Lazard's still the two. Yeah, nineteen is McCole Hardman. I don't. I don't trust that at all. Much, right. Twenty is Deontay Harris. They like him, but I don't know that. I he had a big game last. I mean, yeah, I don't know that I could say, "Oh, I'm going to start Deontay Harris and hope I hope he right. gets seven catches again this week." Yeah, I mean, that might have been very. That game came. That came out of nowhere. Right. Right. I know they like him, but he may not catch a ball this week. Uh, tight ends, obviously Kelsey one, Andrews yeah. two. Yep. Yep. Rob Tanyan three. Yeah, he should be. I mean, it's a pretty good matchup. He could run. I mean, they like him. Yeah, I mean, I've come I'm, around on him. I'd He's be willing player. to bet he scores this weekend. I would say, yeah. I mean, if it's a 50-50, I would say I would put a buck on yes. Yeah. Uh, Austin Hooper, four. It's fine. It's just so low yeah. ceiling. You know. Jared Cook, five. I don't trust him much either. Yeah. Tyler Higby, six. We're de- I mean, this is how bleak. That's how bleak t- it is, yeah. right. Uh, seven is Gronk. Wow. I think he's going to block a lot. Eight is Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is a bad player. Yeah. He sees the field a lot. I mean, if he's super cheap and we put our DFS tomorrow, I'd think about it just to load up other places. Uh, nine is Cameron Brait. Yeah, they use him. Yeah. Ten is Gerald Everett. I always liked him. He's one. <laughs> he's a free agent. I mean, he could go to a new team and be useful, but yeah. he's not right now. And 11, Mercedes Lewis. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I mean, you're almost locked in here to starting one of those top three guys in, in fantasy. Yeah, you might have to just start there and go for wow. Yeah. That's rough. Because there's I mean, just no, like the Joku or, you know. Yeah, because you're just going to get shut out otherwise. You, you're going to be hoping to get two catches for 25 yards and hope yeah. the guy falls in the end zone. It's really lean. Yeah. Really lean. Defenses. Packers number one. I agree with that. I do too. I, I think the Rams are going to play as slow as possible. First one to 20 if they can play that way. Yeah. Yeah. Two is the Rams. It's the best defense left. It's the best defense left, but you're not going to get to Rodgers a lot. He's not going to throw interceptions. He's not going to throw interceptions. You're not going to get sacks. I mean, that's the number one scoring defense in the league versus the number one scoring offense in the league. Yeah. That doesn't mean number two D to me. I Yeah. And Donald's I, not 100%. Like, okay, so would you take uh, the, the next couple defenses here? Three is the Chiefs. I get them. The, the, to the Browns' credit, they've been putting up a lot of points. Yeah, I mean whether they're losing by a lot or not. But if you force if you force them into a shootout where Mayfield has to throw the ball thirty five or forty times, 
sacks or more yeah could, could ensue yeah yeah okay uh four is the saints that's i was thinking of the saints but tampa's always coming around it is but brady will take some sacks saints you know. are the second best in my and they've in it. destroyed destroyed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers both times they played They them. do. And speaking of Evans, Lattimore always gives him a hard time. Maybe yeah. that's why he was ranked so Maybe, low. yeah. I mean, they, I think he's in his head, or he never he never does well against the, the Bucs. Uh, five is the Ravens' defense. I mean, it's a good D. I just think there's going to be a ton of points. There just aren't many great No, op- <laughs> I don't like any of these options. Seven is the Bills. Um, okay. Lamar will take some sacks. Yeah, Lamar will take some sacks. And if they can it, stop the run, which it, they're it, not so good at. put some balls in harm's way, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might. I think I'd start the Bills over the Ravens. Yeah, I think D. they should be a little higher. Right. Bills rush passer reasonably well. Yeah. And eight is the Browns. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> I think we have to put to pick the Packers tomorrow, though, no matter what they. Yeah, I mean, I think I sent you a lineup last night that I put together, and I, I tweaked it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I tried to stack some Chiefs, uh, but I did use the Packers defense, even though it was the most expensive. I mean, it, again, well, this is more of a tomorrow conversation or later in the week conversation, but. Unless it's way more than the others, the other seven. The other seven, brutal. you're just hoping for a couple of points. And, right, the, and right. the thing is, on, in DFS, you could take negative points I if they get backwards. Yeah, right? I mean, you don't want to do that. I'd rather start nothing. You know, <laughs> get zero. I mean, rough. if you don't think that if you don't think the Rams are going to break twenty points or twenty four points, then you're in it. Then you're yeah yeah yeah. Because once you get over thirty, that's when you start getting negative. Going backwards, yeah. Right? Yeah. And you go a 40, you're taking, you know. That might be our strategy is start with the Packer D and then work backwards. Yeah. Wow, those other seven are hard. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough weekend to. Yeah. Again, I, I think, you know, if, if you can work out a Chiefs stack. Yeah, it's appealing. It's appealing. I mean, I know you use. Because the other ones aren't here. all that. I mean, are you going to stack Browns? No. Are you going to stack Bills against the. I, mean, I don't love stacking Packers against a really good D. Right. Or Bucks against. You certainly don't want to stack Rams. That Ravens-Bills game, I think, could be fantasy goodness. But it's going to be a lot of it's going to be the quarterbacks running with the ball. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure where that's the problem. From, right. You know, which one? Which quarterback do you start? And mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe it's a good Andrews Day. Maybe Knox is a little bit cheap and worth it. I don't know. I got to think about that some more. Yeah, it's going to be. It, there's no good option there. But uh, that's going to do it for the uh, fantasy football focus. We'll come All back right. uh, tomorrow. Maybe yeah, tomorrow we'll pick our DFS okay. lineup and, yeah. and uh, get that set locked in. Uh, He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, Matt, I want you to put on your GM. Well, let's put on your coaching hat. Oh, okay. You're Mike Tomlin. All right. Having these uh, meetings with the potential free All agents. Right. Sit uh, down, young man. Let's sit have a seat. Yeah. Okay. This is you. So you sit down with Bud Dupree. Mm. And you're saying, Bud? We love you. <laughs> <laughs> we love you very much. What's your favorite food? We'll make that the, the cafeteria meal. You can... 
do whatever you want. You know, why don't you take a little less and hang out with us for a couple more years? You really like TJ. You and TJ really. You guys make a really good team. And, boy, we stuck with you through thick and thin. And we saw the greatness in you when we picked you and helped develop it. And we'd hate to see you go somewhere else and, you know, not continue on that upward plan. And, you know, your coaching staff has got a lot out of you. And, you could also mentor Highsmith, and he could cut your snaps down a little bit, and maybe we wouldn't come out with a package where all three of you guys would be on the field once in a while. Why don't you give us a $3 million discount? I'm looking here at the spot track. They're estimating his average salary, what he's going to make at $16.6 million a year. Okay. Okay. Which does not sound unrealistic at all. Yeah, and the guys that they compare him to are D. Ford. Five years, eighty-five million dollars salary that he or contract mm-hmm. that he signed. Couple years ago, yeah. Olivier Vernon, five years, eighty-five million dollars. Mm-hmm. I'd rather bud than a Vernon, but he, Vernon's played well. Chandler Jones, five years, eighty-two and a half million dollars. And Zadarius Smith, four years, sixty-six million dollars. Here's the thing: Bud Dupree and Zadarius Smith played college football together. Mm-hmm. Those guys are tight. Yeah. So if you say to Bud, "Hey, Bud, we'll give you four years at sixty-six Point five, and Zadarius had his big year his first year in Green Bay. Yeah, you know, last year, just so he could go tell him, "Hey, I'll give you a little." Yeah, I get a little bit more. I get a little more than you did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I would, I would open with that and say, "And here's a little something for you too." I mean, your your buddy Zadarius might get a kick out of it. You might get a kick out of letting him know. Yeah. There's rumors that they. Uh, this is what I plan on talking about, but there's rumors that they may move on from Preston. I hope they wouldn't call Bud then. Yeah, I could see that happening. Right, Preston right. Smith's not—he's not worth—he's not that tier. No, I mean, he's, he's not. Of, no, I don't know. It'd, it'd be tough to bring him back. And Bob had a lot of good points. I mean, making the the numbers work is really tough. But I think you, to your point, you got to try like crazy. Yeah, you got to see what you got to see if you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a lot. So much depends on what the cap comes in at, and that's what you tell Bud when you sit down with him. Like, right, right, right. Hey, we we have no control at what the cap is going to come come in at. Mm-hmm. If it comes in higher. Then the 175 million, yeah. Give us a call. We'd that like extra to. Might go yeah, to you, you know, right. Right. Uh, Vance McDonald. You sit down with Vance McDonald. He's got a six and a half million dollar option. I think this is an easy one. Now, Vance, you've been a you've been a trooper for us. You've done everything we've wanted. You know, wanted from the position. Um, but you're getting up in age. We're tight on bucks. We're going to let you go. And as you mentioned, Dale, you know. We would like to bring you back, but it can't be at that number. We can give you two if that interests you. The door is open, and we'd love you to retire as a Steeler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's 31 years old. Yeah. Right. Which isn't old in tight end years. No, but he's yeah, yeah banged up. But I mean, you, you can't pay him $6.5 million. You no, just can't. I don't think you can. I mean, we need that money, sorry. you know. Yeah. And I don't know what you do at that position without him, but I can live with Raider and Ebon maybe. Or somebody else at two million dollars a year, mm-hmm. whether that be McDonald or whoever. Yeah, you can find Not that Jeffrey, guy. But right, yeah, yeah, you can find that guy. You can find that guy. Uh, Alejandro Villanueva. Oh man, you've been a trooper. You're you're going to be one of the my favorite guys to coach of all time. But um, might need to get on with your life's work, son. <laughs> 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 and a lot of these guys want to work for you someday, and I'm sure somebody will offer you a contract yeah. elsewhere. But speaking as your friend, I think it would be best for you to. Go, you know, start a business somewhere yeah, or whatever. You know, go yeah. become Senator Villanueva. Yeah, why don't you go lead the country? <laughs> <laughs> Congressman Villanueva. Right. We don't want you blocking Carl Lawson anymore. Why don't you uh, <laughs> take over and run the, the, the state of Pennsylvania? 
Matt Filer. That one's tough. Yeah. All right. I, I guess 29 like, years old. I guess my conversation goes, Matt, what do you want to come back? Write it down on this piece of paper, slide it over, <laughs> and then I'll call you back whenever I go talk to my people. Because yeah. I don't know what his price tag well, will uh, be. Uh, people were, are people going to want to pay him as a right tackle? That's what I mean. Yeah. Right. Missed a little time. Seen better a tackle than guard. See, I just think somebody's going to make him an offer to be their right tackle. He sure you, looks like Hubbard. You're not going to be able to re- afford him. Right. I mean, it kind of reminds me yeah. of Hubbard when he left. That Someone's going to make him an offer. Like, we've made this mistake at times, too. Like, when we start talking about free agency, and then free agency opens, and they're like, wow, that was much more than he should have <laughs> Of course he took it, you know. Yeah. And he could be one of those guys, you know. Yeah. I mean, he made $3.25 million this year. Um, he's going to make – somebody's going to give him at least $5 million a year. What would Finney get? Finney got uh, two years at nine million, something like that. He's, get he's a better player. That. Yeah, he can play tackle. He's a tackle. He yeah. might get someone might give him six and a half. Right. You know, and you're like, eh, can't sorry. can't afford that. No. Mike Hilton, another one. Love you. Be curious what it would take to keep you. But we're probably going to dedicate ourselves to Sutton ahead of you because of. You know, I don't even need to tell him because you're a little guy. You know. I mean, yeah. You know it's. You, you, you've done an awful lot of good stuff here. If we could get you back at the right price, that'd be wonderful. I'm not just sure how that can work. Right, I agree. Some things would have to fall through the cracks, and you know, um, he's gonna have a market. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, let's go to Sutton. Let's talk contract. Yeah. Yeah, I think you start that conversation. Here's he's reached. Contract. He's reached a right point now, now in, in, where he actually on spot, spot track will list the market value for guys. Who are they think are going to have a market? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam Sutton will have a market. Yes, I mean maybe the average fan. Last is, year at this time there was there would not have been a market for Cam Sutton. No. I mean, now they're looking at the market for Cam Sutton being seven point two million dollars a year. Yeah, that's a going rate. I think he's worth it. Here are the guys they compare him to: Justin Coleman, who got four years, thirty-six million dollars. I'd rather have Sutton. Tavon Young, who got three years, twenty-five point eight. Boy, D-backs are expensive. Bobby McCain, who got four years, 27. He's better than all these guys. Anthony Brown, who got three years, 15 and a half. Wow. That's what you're going to have to pay him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'd sit him down with a deal like that and say, hey, you want to sign it right now before you test the waters? Yeah, they're saying and... they're saying three years, $21.4 million for Wow. Cam we'll offer him three at 19 and see if he says yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I think you're going to be our nickel. Uh, you know, you might be Hayden's replacement as soon as this year if he starts to fade, or um, you're going to play a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're going to play as much as you did this year, if not more. More because Hilton's not going to be in the equation, right. probably. Yeah, I mean, that's what the going rate is. That's that's a tough one to tough pill to swallow, but yeah, I mean, he's an ascending player. Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju, you're going to make a lot of money. We're glad you started your career here, but you're not going to end it here. Good riddance. That's, that's, that's a <laughs> He's not going to say that. No, I know. I know. Yeah. No, it's, it's been a great run. Give me a big hug. Go make a lot of money and tear it up for your next Become game. a TikTok star somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, if that's what floats your boat, do whatever makes you happy. Uh, James Conner. James, you're not our number one guy anymore. What I can offer you is a minimal deal. I would suggest you... Go test the waters. So there's a lot of the running backs from your class have already signed. Maybe there'll be a team out there that'll give you starter money. 
If not, come back and we'll give you two, and you'll play a lot, but we're probably going to draft the guy really high that we hope will be the one. See, I would, I would tell him, I wouldn't tell him that he's not the starter necessarily, but I would say, hey, James, we like you. Mm-hmm. We like what you do when you're on the field. Um, when you're on the field. when you're on the field, um, we know that you know, injuries are injuries. Uh, we're going to add another high-profile running back to the room, and we want you to share carries with that guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, we value you in that respect. We think you, you know, we think you can be very successful if we limit your touches to 150. Yeah, a year, and on a two-year deal. Yeah, you know, we'll give, we'll give you, you know, couple give a give year. us a chance. You know, we'll give you, you know, two years of four million or something like mm-hmm. that. We know it's probably not what you want, but you made seven hundred ninety thousand dollars this year. Yeah, I mean, it's a bump. It's, you're going to get a bump, but it's I, not going to be a big market, bump. I mean, it's not going to be. It's not going to be six million dollars that you know. I'm, look here at his market value. It's not going to be. You you know, if somebody makes you a crazy offer and wants you to be their starter, have at it. I just don't know who would do that. Possibly here's his. Here's his. Everything. According to Spot Track, five point four million dollar average salary. Nobody's giving him that. I say with the Falcons or the Dolphins or someone like that. Because here's the problem. Kind of money, no way. The guys that they compare him to, Tevin Coleman, who got two years eight point five. Hurt a lot now. Now he's been hurt right, right. for that. That Kareem Hunt, two years twelve million. Kareem Hunt's a much better player. Than yeah. Players. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon was a much better player yeah. when he signed. All right. Giovanni Bernard. Got two years, nine point seven million from the Bengals. That's a bad contract. That's though. a bad contract. Though. You can't. Con- <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're not going to get. Uh, I'm sorry. Geo is a spot player. Right. You know, I mean, he's a much different style than Connor. Yeah. I, I don't think t- those are very good comparables. No, I don't the think so. Either. Good, but I don't think that's a good. Co- any of those are good comparables. Yeah. Maybe I mean, Kevin Coleman, because there were some questions about him. But yeah, but I. They I, gave I, him too much money. Yeah, they overpaid for him for right. a guy who had been a part-time player. I mean, how many teams need a back? Five. And if they need one, they'll just. I mean, there's four starters in the draft or yeah. you know yeah exactly um, Steelers are one that needs a back yeah um, let's see here who else uh, Zach Banner Zach how you feeling <laughs> ready to get back to working out we, we got a deal here for you um Really good chance you're going to be one of our starters next week or next year. We're going to get a you're going to get a chance to compete. You're going to compete to be for a sure. Starter. Both sides are available. Yeah, Al's not coming back. I don't know the Filers coming back. Uh, we would like to add some youth, but we know what you can do, and we've really been excited with what you've done in your Steeler uniform. You came into cr- you came into camp last year. It was great. Right, right, right. You know. Yeah, we were ready to start you from the bat. Um, we're not going to pay you superstar starter money. You know, I don't know what that number would be for him, but if you want to I mean, sign made, a one year deal, we'd he understand. signed a one year deal this year for one point seven five million. It has to be more than that, though. Three. So yeah, I mean, if you can get him, hey, we'll, is he we'll give you more now than then. We'll give that you a good question. Yeah, two, two years, same same contract you have for Connor. Two years, four million. Cool. You take it. I would do that in a heartbeat if I was a Steelers. He's, he's for twenty. A starting tackle. He's twenty-seven. You know, he's twenty-seven years old. Is he twenty-seven? Yeah. Play both sides. I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat if Steelers. I, I would, if I'm him, I would ask for like six. But you've got no tape. You got no tape. I mean, I don't know that other teams will give it to you've you. Got, you. You've got, you've got, you know. 35 snaps of tape, game tape out there. There was no preseason. Put together all you got hurt in the opener. Like, all your snaps. Do you sign another, if you're him, do you sign another one-year deal and, and, you know, think. The way your career was trending, yes. Because if, like, if Chooks at the open market right now, he'd get six, seven, eight. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And I well, he's Banner got a full full season of starting. That's what I mean. Like, if Banner could have played a full year at Chooks' level, and maybe he'd even done better, 
Maybe I would sign a one-year deal at two, two and a half, trying to make eight next year. Yeah. Because that's not that far. Just play, it's to stay healthy and start. Right. Yeah. You know? I, I think that's the – Maybe I, some I, kind I, of option year next year. I think you can get him – maybe you just sign him to a Vance McDonald type year. We'll, we'll, get, mm-hmm. we'll sign you to a one-year deal worth – or two-year deal worth, uh, you know, $2 million this year, and we'll bump that to five next year if you're – you know. Yeah, and you draft a tackle high, and if he looks like a star, maybe you move on from Banner, and you know him and Chooks is your starter. Or, eh, it's feasible, yeah. Yeah, last guy. I was uh, thinking his number would be bigger, so that's kind of intriguing. Last guy is Tyson Alualu, made two point eight seven five this year. I think that's a short conversation. Yeah, you're a stealer, son. You know, you 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 exactly you took that nose position, and it's you've not, done everything we've asked you to do. Yeah, and better. And, yeah, you know, we we'd really like to limit your snaps, all three of you guys. We'd love to find a fourth guy to rotate in, maybe a younger dude. Um, you'd be a great mentor. In the meantime, you're playing at a really high level. We don't want to. We don't want to break up that front. Let's come on back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he'd be open to that. So I, I think there's some things that they can do here without. Mm-hmm. You know, Bud's the one that would break the bank. Yeah. The rest of it, I think you can do. With a little bit yeah, of yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of those guys are real feasible. Yeah. I mean, the ones you mentioned yesterday, Sutton, Banner, Alualu, is where I start. Yeah. I mean, after the Ben conversation. And if you, you know, if 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 Connor gets money elsewhere, so be it. You go find another veteran take, take guy. Jamal Williams or Carlos Hyde. Somebody will get. Right. Somebody will be, be out somebody there. Somebody that's in the the same vein. Yeah. That's played St. Paul and Mark Ingram, or you know, find somebody cheap. Somebody. Yeah. And draft one. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back to finish up the show right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm, I'm looking here at the Steelers cap situation mm-hmm. on Spot Track, and with the cap at 170, they're, they're estimating like 176 million. Uh, the Steelers will be 13.9 million over the cap over, at yeah. that. I mean, that's not that sounds terrible. Like, how can you sign any of these people you just talked about? But that that, that includes having Vance McDonald on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you don't do that, you're going to save five million dollars in cap space. Pounce, you might retire. Yeah, if if, you know, if, if Pouncey retires and you're you know you're talking about uh, um, taking eight million dollars off, they're the, pretty close to even just with those two moves. Yeah, just those two moves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then you know, then things start to get interesting after that. Um, you know, we talked with uh, when we talked with Bob earlier. Um, you know, you mentioned Roethlisberger, and one thing we didn't talk about there is adding a year or two to his contract to help you down yeah. this year. I mean, that sounds scary. But that doesn't mean he has to play next year either. Right. What you do is you you, you add salary. You just go to mm-hmm. Ben. It's it's really a phantom contract. Right. Right. Say it's Ben, we're going to give you a, a twenty five million dollar contract extension for next year, but it's going to be all salary. Mm-hmm. That allows us to spread the the bonus money over these next two seasons, 
and the bonus money is $12.5 million in signing bonus. There's $9.75 million in restructure bonus. That's where the big total comes out with this. And he's got a $15 million roster bonus. Well, if you can spread those over two years. Right, right, right. When the cap goes back up and. 6.25 to 13. Uh, get you. I mean, that, you're, you're saving, you know, if you could save around $10 million by doing that. And that doesn't guarantee that he's, you know, the starting quarterback two years from now. Or right. If he falls off. But he's under contract. Yeah. yeah you're right. You know, if he, he's going to get his money. Yeah. You, that sounds feasible. Yeah, I mean, I you know, or he could retire in nineteen. That shows up off the board, you know. If right, he doesn't want one to way or the other. Right, you, right. you know, you're going to save. You There's know, things you can do. You with either, that. We either you figure you you structure it so okay, if he comes if he comes back, we're going to save ten million dollars this year. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. If, if he doesn't, then we save nineteen million dollars. Mm-hmm. And have to find a quarterback. Yeah, and then have, and then right. you have to find another quarterback, which is the part of the problem with letting him go. Do you really think Mason Rudolph's your guy? Well, then then you got to pay for somebody else too. Yeah, you know, like I've heard some people say. $19 million will get you Teddy Bridgewater, which basically it does. Well, nothing to do with and, Teddy and Bridgewater. That, you know, that, that does you that no good. You know? No. Or you're trading up in the first round. I mean, I don't think you go in and think Mason's your starter no matter what. I yeah, mean, you've got to go get him competition, and the competition is going to cost you money. Yeah, and or draft picks if it's a right. Arnold trade or something like something that. Something along those lines, yeah. Um, I mean, at worst, and people are not going to like to hear this at all, but – I mean, worst case scenario, I would go after a Brissett or a Winston. But they're gonna, you're gonna. I mean, Brissett, you're potentially gonna get into a bidding war with the Patriots. I think he. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anybody will look at those two as starters, and you know, see, I think Belichick will with Brissett. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe. yeah. Given what they started this year, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not interested in Rivers for a year or. Yeah, I don't know. Cam I don't know. Newton or Cam any of that. I don't think starts there anybody yeah. this year. I don't right? want Jameis Winston. It's risky. He couldn't. He couldn't. They wouldn't play him over Taysom Hill this year. Right. What's that tell you? I know. I'm just. I don't know what other options you have. I don't want the. I don't want the twenty million. I don't want the fifteen to twenty million Bridgewater guy though. I have nothing to do with right. that. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't make you any better. That, that no. just spins your wheels. Yeah. I agree. Um, you mentioned Joe Hayden. I know a lot of people were speculating about that. Yeah, I would save some money. He has a fifteen and a half million dollar cap hit next year. But if you if if Mike Hilton and Cam Sutton leave, now you've completely blown up. Even one leaves. Yeah. You know, the suggestion is maybe you could cut Hayden. I mean, I don't think the defense could withstand it. I mean, it, even Justin Lane doesn't look ready. I mean, if he looked like a stud, right, then you're doing it. And now you're back in, and now you have to draft a cornerback. Right. In the, and you that know. means you're not taking a running back in the second round right. or the first round. Or all you're doing is all you're doing is, is you're, you're you're putting fingers in the dike and yeah, you're, you know, springing holes everywhere else. Yeah. Reshuffling chairs on the Titanic or yeah. whatever. Um, uh, I, I mean, do you th- if you think he's declining, well, then you have to have that conversation. But I don't think he is. Not from what I've seen this year. Yeah. I mean, I, he's not young. He's not young, and, and so I think you ride that out with him. And I think you do. You stick with it another year. Yeah, I think there's other ways that you can do this. Um, just looking here, uh, you know, maybe you could do a re- a, some kind of restructure on Cam Hayward's. But right now, Cam Hayward is again that contract. His base salary is only four and a half million dollars next year. Yeah, because they kind of did this already with him. He's got a six million dollar roster bonus, which you know that that kicks that number up, and his signing bonus counts to four four million dollars. So if you if you reduce that that base salary this year, now that that number goes up in, in future years, it's I, risky that he'll make. It doesn't. It's not going to save you enough money 
this year because that base salary is only four and a half million dollars to, to make that worthwhile row, considering yeah. his age. How about like at the Castro? See, they've already restructured him, yeah. uh, so he's got a he's already got a five point five million dollar of his salary for next year is is part of the restructure. His his base salary is only eight point seven five, but he's got a five and a half million dollar restructure bonus in there. Hmm. Which he's going to get, obviously. Yeah. I don't know who to it. I'm just thinking anyone else. That he's could. got he's got three point three million dollars in restructure bonus. Wow, it's a tight. I mean, they've restructured a lot of these guys. They have. And they don't you have know? as many go to guys to restructure. Could you restructure Hayden Nelson? Hayden's already restructured. Nelson's already restructured. Yeah. I mean, again, you're just kicking what it down. Cut Vince Williams. Well, now you're saving uh, basically four million dollars on the cap. So I think that's a consideration. It's a consideration, but is it, uh, you, you know, is somebody on the roster ready to replace him? Do you think Spillane's that guy, or, and do you draft one then? Or Potentially. Yes. I mean, could you get Williamson for $2 million and cut Vince for 4 and save now 2 you, Now you've only saved 2 I don't know if that's right. worth doing it. I don't know. I mean, if you think Spillane can but be Vince Williams. Williamson and Williams are basically the same. Yeah. Which I don't think they're far off. If you think that that's Robert Spillane is Vince Williams, well, then you can now you do can do that. Above. You yeah, can do a, right, and dra- throw a fourth rounder in the mix. And, yeah, and, and and draft somebody to do that. I mean, I don't think you can count on Gilbert or Allen anymore. Certainly not Allen. No, yeah. And Gilbert's you know gotten hurt the last two years. I would consider cutting Williams because I don't know that Williams or Williamson would get picked up for a while. You know, you may be a month before, it might be July, and you call those guys up and say you want to sign a one-year deal for a million and come back and run it back. Yeah. You know, and just for insurance. Yeah. I would consider that. That would be useful for him. Um, Outside of those guys, I mean, the the roster's really kind of top-heavy right now. Right, it is. It's a little scary. Because you you got Roethlisberger with with a $41.25 million cap hit. You've got Hayden with a fifteen point five seven five. Yeah. You've got Tuit with a fourteen point nine. You've got Hayward at fourteen point five five. You've got Nelson at fourteen point four. Uh, you've got DeCastro at fourteen point essentially fourteen point three. And then Watt is going to come in with that rookie deal at ten million. Yeah. Ebron is is eight and a half million next year. Um, I'm not cutting Ebron either. That saves you six million dollars. That's if you cut Ebron. Yeah. You can't cut him and Vance. You can't. Yeah, you can't get rid of them both. <laughs> right. Um, one. It's one or the other. And if I had my, you know, choice, you take the guy who's the better receiver. And it's more in his prime. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't do you anything. But could you extend Boswell? Well, they just did that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's making four point seven. I say, I, I'd, I'd like to keep him forever. I mean, if you kick the can down the road with him, would that be? Useful he's got at all? a. He's got a three million dollars salary, so you can you can save a little bit there. Maybe you could save two. Yeah. Yeah, something to consider. It's yeah, it's it's, it's worth considering. Um, Structure of their uh, their team right now is a little scary. Yeah, I mean, I, they, and they built this this reason because everybody when when they when they were looking down the road, nobody mm-hmm. saw COVID. Well, nobody saw COVID, and they're in it. And so you know, you, you thought, know, right? okay, the cap's going to go up to 210, 220 million in twenty twenty one. We'll have all kind, you know, we'll have cap space. Yeah, I, I and bet then COVID hit at the combine when the. Uh, nobody CBA was, just came out. Nobody was talking COVID then. Right. I would say CBA was the big talk then. I bet if you asked Omar and, you know, cap people, they would have said, oh, the cap will be 215. This well, year. Yeah, we were here in anywhere right, right. 230. Right, right. You know? Huge contra- I mean, betting money's coming in. I mean, yeah. which makes me think maybe it still will. 
You know what I mean? Like, if the cap goes up, a lot of these problems go away. I mean, if oh, no, they, the cap's right now they're on the they're on the books with the guys that they have for their mm-hmm. top fifty one is one hundred ninety four million dollars. Yeah. So if it comes in at one hundred ninety, that's nothing. They're okay. They're fine. Yeah, I mean they got to no make they got to make a few fine. moves, but right, just, right, okay. Right. So you they don't you don't pick up McDonald's option. Well, they're, now you're now you're under the cap. Bouncy retires and that goes to something. Yeah, uh, you know, right. Um, I still think it is a really good chance. It's a two hundred ish. Maybe it's just wishful thinking by me, but it just seems it just, it, There's so much money that this league generates. If one year out of 50 is a little down. Yeah. The other thing about it, too, is they're going to have $6 million in rollover oh, yeah, cap yeah, space yeah. from yeah. this year. So that's got to get factored in as well. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of stuff here. And they get their draft yeah. picks signed, too. They have a first-round pick. They, you know, they, they're going to have a, good, a big draft class, possibly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, those guys are cheap. Those guys are cheap. Yeah. yeah. So there's you know some of these lower contracts are going to come off the books at, uh, you know maybe it, I mean you're getting your your Chooks Akor for is a starting tackle you got him for less than a million. Mm-hmm. You're, he's, he's, you know right, uh, right. if Justin Lane turns out to be you know if you do decide that you're moving on from Hayden well Justin Justin Lane costs you a million dollars. Yeah. I wish we were more confident in him. You know Benny Snell next year costs you a million dollars. Yeah. Can you better spend that money somewhere else? I'd say maybe he's gone. What's Jalen Samuels yeah. cost? Uh, he's costing you nine eighty four. Right, that could be two million right there. Yeah, you know, um, you know Kevin Dotson is nine hundred forty four thousand. Yeah, against the caps. You know, those those are those are good things. Yeah, those are good things. You know, you need to you need some of these guys to be hits. You need them to be players. Um, and it looks like a good draft class. I mean, so far, obviously, but they need another one. Yeah, interesting. This would be a weird off season, but that. Obviously, the Ben decision and the cap number are the two headlines. Yeah, and we'll see how this goes. But uh, certainly worth – it's going to be an interesting offseason. There's no doubt about that, and and we'll see where this all goes. But uh, And, folks, they're better at this than Dale and I are. Oh, they (laughs) – yeah, they have a much better idea of what the cap – Yeah, they have a plan in place. This isn't taking them – by surprise. They're no. Like, oh, they, oh man. That, we just right. finished the season. We got to do this? Right. Oh, they've been talking about this stuff problems, all right. year long. That's like, all they've been doing. Right. Yeah. And they've, COVID's been around for a while now. I mean, that was a curveball that the whole league has had to deal with. But now they, they're, they're, they're going to adjust to it. Yeah. They'll they'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they get paid to do. Yeah. They're good and they're, they're paid handsomely to do it. <laughs> so um, one last thing here. We, we heard the, uh, the the Kevin Colbert rumors uh, oh, again. Yeah. Heated up uh, today. That's not happening, folks. Um, I can't believe that that's even. He's he, he's under contract with the Steelers through the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lions have not asked for, and nor would they get permission to talk to him at this point. And if they did, as as the report said, make him an offer, that would be tampering. That's illegal. Right? Yeah, you can't do that. I mean, I'm not speaking for him, but I don't know why he'd be interested in going from here to there. This is home. His son's on the staff. You know, that's a disaster there. You know, supposedly he was considering retirement a year ago, or at least you know kicking it around. There's a reason he's going year to year, right? Do you yeah. want to go to Detroit and try that mess? Ugh, I yeah. don't know. I don't know either, but I know that's not happening. So, yeah. uh, anyways, I know what is happening, and that's the end of our show. Yeah, it's a wrap. He is uh, Matt Williamson. Uh, appreciate his time. We appreciate the time of Bob Labriola stopping by, as he's done all season long for us on Wednesdays. Appreciate uh, Jacob's efforts here, keeping us on the air, and we appreciate you listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally. We'll talk to you tomorrow.